You hear me? Yep. TikTok, this is the locker room, guys. Your guys' bracket's still perfect? Yeah. You, Logan? Yeah. Yeah, uh, there's four teams left, and if you told me that these four teams before the tournament would be in the final four, I'd think you're smoking some Aaron Rodgers shit. But we have San Diego State. Wait. Let me get to it. San Diego State, FAU, then the U versus UConn. Now, (laughs) this is... Just the most maddening tournament of all time. It has to be. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Oh, I forget the stat, but there's been a couple like it. I think like 2011 was similar when UConn won, and then 20 like I think when George Mason was there. But yeah, other than that, I don't think I think it's crazy. No team in the top three. It's insane. No top three seeds. I think 2011 had one team maybe, but yeah, it's wild and. I love every bit of it. Yeah, I think there's one year that had – there's only one year ever that had a higher, like, total so – you add up all the seeds. Like, there's one year that's higher than it. But it's March, so first time since 1970 or some shit. Expect the unexpected. I mean, so today, I'll just give you a quick rundown of what we're going to go over. Well, just wait. 2011 probably it was because it had – it was, yeah. Kentucky, Never mind. Kentucky was a four. UConn was a three. VCU was eleven, and Butler was an eight. Yeah, it was twenty six. Was like the highest, That's and this year it's twenty three. That's crazy. And then I'm looking at this bracket right now. The Sweet Sixteen in one region had a fifteen, eleven, twelve, and one. <laughs> that is wild. But um, yeah. As far as what we're gonna go over today, we're gonna go over the last two rounds. Then um, probably hop into some predictions. Then uh, we have Portal Combat, absolutely insane. And then, of course, we got to shout out the girls' basketball teams, probably cap off the episode with that. But anyway, let's start it off with the South region. Um, Let's see here. All right, let's start with Alabama. So Brandon Miller, probably the biggest disappointment out of a player in March ever. I mean, just for how poorly. It is statistically. Yeah, statistically. It's it's absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> like Alabama, when we recorded our last episode two rounds ago, we thought that they were just going to keep this ball rolling. I mean, they just came off a win from Maryland by 20. Granted, it's Maryland. And then, yeah, just rolled 16 seed. And Brandon Miller just never figured it out this entire tournament. And here we are. I mean, San Diego State pushing seven seniors out onto the floor, going against Alabama, who two of their top three leading scorers are freshmen, and they just took care of them. They just bullied them. I mean, that's how San Diego State plays. Like, this is a team that it absolutely sucks uh, watching your team play against them. 
because they're just going to bully you and make you miss shots. And I said it going into the game. I was, I'm pretty sure last episode I said San Diego State is so well at defending the three, and that's exactly what they did against Bama. It's like Bama can't make them. They're not a good team. And San Diego State did it against everyone they played so far in the tournament. It's crazy how good this defense is. And, like, that's what San Diego State's always been is good defense, but I don't know. But, anyways, back to Bama. We'll get to San Diego State a little bit. It's disappointing big time. Like, how do you have the team you have? This is the best Alabama team they'll probably ever have under NATO. I don't think you're going to get much better than this. You're number one overall and in a pretty good SEC, and you just ran through everyone in your tournament, and I don't think anything will come close to this talent-wise. That Your best team doesn't always win, though. So, like, obviously they can win a championship still, but, like, Brandon Mill, it just proves that having freshmen as your best players just doesn't get it done in March. What do you think about fouling down two? That of the game, they uh, there was so much time left. I mean, but I think it was like a, I don't know the difference of the shot clock, but it's like if you don't get a stop there, then you did lose. Yeah. So like if you do, if you absolutely you need to get a stop there because otherwise it only be like probably fifteen seconds, and you're down four or five potentially. So it's like, well, after this game, I mean, I, I think what I think you just play really aggressive defense. If you end up fouling, you foul. If they don't call it, they don't call it. Like. Because, like, fouling right away is tough, but I I, mean, I, you can go either way, I think. Granted, with, like, all the drama that happened with Alabama this year, I think anything Nate Oates does, people are just going to hop on him and just take him to the cleaners. But um, I don't know. Like, to say his, uh, like, strategy of how they play basketball never work, I think that's kind of a hot take, just considering how all these other different strategies, like, always had that stigma of never working, and they figured it out. But – like you said, though, with this team, though, if you can't figure it out with this team, then out, it's hard to say it ever will. Just For to knock, him anyway. Just to knock it out of the Sweet 16. Like, you make it to the Elite Eight, you lose a heartbreaker in the Elite Eight. Not successful season, but it's like, okay, you got to the Elite Eight, you're right there. Get to the Final Four, even, it's like, okay, we were Final Four team. I mean, but technically it was championship bad. or bust, but, yeah, like a Final Four would have been, yeah, fine. Like, this is this, this good season. Logan just texted someone. He must not be. Connection issues, he said. Okay, we'll be right back. Yeah, um, the the main thing I was going to say was having freshman as your best player. And then, like, but I saw, like, Bohannon said he's like, why would anybody put their money on Bama, like, when they had all this shit going on and everything? But it was like. That's why I did. They had it going, but it was like they had it going on, like, the whole year. And Brandon Miller dropped 40 the game after the things came out. That's what I'm saying. That's why I did because I'm like they've literally went through everything you possibly can mentally and yeah, it's like if it, it's like and like your best player drops forty the like the few nights after like the news came out that he was possibly a part of it. It's like I don't think that really made any sense, but I didn't expect it's like I, San Diego State. I, I'm not surprised. Like I'm so very actually very surprised, but it's not like San Diego State's not like a horrible team. So no, but Bama just I thought Bama was invincible at one point and then. I thought it was a clear run of the final four, clear run of the finals, everything, and they just got beat. I thought they lost it. I thought they put it away too when they got up like eight or ten, even, and I think it was at one point. And then San Diego State just got it to nine was locked, the biggest locks in defensively and gets stops when they need to. Like that's the biggest thing. Like you have the best defense ever, but if you don't get those stops when you need it, absolutely need it, it's just not going. Doesn't matter. And San Diego State has yeah. done that all tournament. It's gotten stops. After stop when they when they need it most, and it's like Bama too. It's like 
they're a team when right when they get hot, you're like, oh shit, this is this is over because that's how good their offense is. That's how fast they play. Everything's gonna start clicking if Bama's hitting threes and like making shots. But when you shoot three for twenty seven from three, yeah, am I wrong? But weren't they up by ten in this game? They're up by nine. Nine. Yeah, and oh, we're just yeah, that's yeah, what you're just talking there, about. My bad, I might have zoned out there, but yeah, it is three for what do you say, twenty seven? Three for twenty. All right, but still, you told me too. Three for twenty seven. Yeah, it is twenty seven. Shit, oh, it's twenty. I'm surprised that if you told me before the tournament that Quinterly would probably be the best player on this team in the tournament, I've been like, <laughs> I, yeah, I said that. Not not <laughs> the best player though. I said he. I you can go back and look. I said I, I said he might win the. Player, like the, the tournament, yeah. yeah, that'd be the best player in their team, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought he He averaged like 20 no, I, in the tournament. I don't know if I said it on here, I'm pretty sure I did, but I said Quinterly. I think Quinterly wins the player of the year in the tournament. Was this after his games or before the whole thing? It was before the whole thing. I said he's gonna be the reason they win, and that I don't I can't remember if I said it on here. I know I said it. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. You said, I remember you telling me something about how he'd be the reason they win, but not, no, I said he'll win. My, I said it'll. Pro- I think he'll win a uh, player of the year, but player of the tournament. Yeah, which is crazy take, out of boy. Well, because like it's, a, it's the the freshman thing. I don't know. And Quinley was playing so well, but it's hard to do that when like when you have a guy like Brandon Miller, it's like almost impossible to not give the outstanding player to him if they would have won it just because. But you couldn't just because of how shitty played. Even if they like won it with how bad he's been playing, it's like. Please don't give it to him. Yeah, Sango State just they just bullied him again. Like that's just what they do. They're just big. Well, they're yeah, they're men playing against boys. Yeah, um, they're fucking. They're he- oh my god. Right. What's his name? Matt he has not played good. No, but he hasn't really played good all year. We'll, get, Tramiel, to them, we'll get that to them a little bit though. Uh, yeah. But- yeah, moving to Creighton. So, I mean, they beat Princeton. That was fun while it lasted. And then they played San Diego State. Uh, controversial car- call at the end of the game. Um, a foul on a floater. I mean, I had no, I didn't really have a problem with it. I mean, yeah, you'd like to see a better f- finish to a game like without the rest making a call. But, I mean, I think everybody that's reasonable like will realize that then Creighton just has a total fucking advantage at the end of the game if the refs are just going to leave it in the players' hands. But, uh, yeah, player missed free throw, made the next one, wins the game for him, and that was it. Um, I mean, Creighton anyway, I mean, I they shouldn't expect to score 56 points and win a game in the Elite Eight. So I think, like, the right team won, and that's just how it ended up. That's just how San Diego State ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. a foul's a foul. Like, I don't care when it is in the game, that's the thing. But the only thing that they – Weren't really calling it much all game, apparently. Yeah, like, I saw a bunch yeah. of stuff, but foul's a foul. Like, I don't care when it is in the game. It's kind of stupid. Like, it's just like that Eagles-Chiefs ending. It's like a penalty's a penalty. If you, like... It sucks when you leave it to that, but you kind of have if to. You, if you, like Joey said, it's not fair to the defense if you're not going to call it then. Like, if you're going to let them be more lenient, that's not fair to the defense. The offense. Or, no, if you're not going to call them. Because then they would. It's not fair to the defense. Well, then you could follow with getting. Oh, I was thinking Creighton was on offense for some reason for this. Oh no, my yeah. bad, my bad. That was that was going through my head. Yeah, it's just not. It wouldn't be fair then. So that doesn't make sense. It's a foul's a foul, and he should. I was talking to someone about it, and they're like, he shouldn't have 
even went with his other hand because how are you going to block that with your other opposite hand, you know? Like, you're behind him, and you're trying to block it with your outside hand That's why your other hand's on him. Like, if you went up with his left, it wouldn't have been a foul, but that's just ticky-tack, like, stuff you're trying to improve there. But I think it was fine. San Diego State, again, and this game got down, too, and it's like, of all teams, you would think once you got these guys down, you're going to beat them because they, they don't, like, hit shots necessarily. But they just get stops. They did it again against Creighton. They did it, they've done it all tournament. They get stops when they need to, and that's really the difference. They just bully teams because of how big they are, like, strong they are. Yeah, um, shout out fucking, like, because obviously Bradley hasn't played good. If you look at, like, his games this tournament. Right. yeah. Yeah, two, six. 10. He had 17 the first game, but from like a guy who's supposed to average like 15, like he had two and six against their two biggest games. Didn't really make a shot. He shot like basically one for 12 in both of them. But what's his name? Fucking. Let me get back Trammell or whatever. Yeah, Trammell. Trammell. No college player fucking shoots mid range, I swear. There's like four guys who actually do it. Fucking Trammell's pull up is very, very good. And that's what he does because nobody like nobody in college ever stops and takes it. They always just take it to the light, like take it to the when fucking hole. Defense like Creighton. Well, they were talking about that with Bama too. Like if Bama would have taken any mid range shots because they had them wide open all game, they would have just not their shot. Them. That's how. But like, that's how you beat too, Bama. Like yeah. they don't want to shoot that. They're taught not to shoot it. <laughs> yeah. No. What's his name? But like, okay, I just remember back in high school, like Quinterly had some of the the nicest pull up I've ever seen. Like mid range everything. Quinterly's was nuts, but. College comes around, he's playing for Bama, and they're like, no mid-range. Which is not a bad – it's not a bad way to coach. It's worked all year. Because, like, if you go to the lane, you're going to get followed, and, like, there's more opportunities if you just take it at the whole, like, everything – there's a lot more that can happen than just taking a mid-range. But mm-hmm. I think a mid-range is, like – if you look at the NBA, like, a mid-range is where a lot of people score, like Booker, like fadeaways, all that. They're all pull-ups. Sons team. And what's DeRozan, it's like, I don't know, but – well, I was going to say one more thing, too. Fuck. Oh, mine are, like, on the follow thing. You might this might sound stupid, but I'm gonna say it anyway, just in case. I always look at it like when there's like a game, like a foul at the end of the game, like right there. If I was Tremel when I got fouled, I would have been pissed if they didn't call that because I was clearly a foul. He exactly. he pushing for me. Huh? Like, uh, but it's one thing if the guy's on the ground, because like that's not really gonna force you away. But if you're in the air, like one little one little bump, you're gonna it's gonna alter everything. And he also, it also like he didn't really let him land either because he was on his ass. Like he's yeah. right behind him, so like when he can't went to land, like he kind of fell back like, forward, and then his legs went out. He's like almost landed on him. Yeah, just, if I was Tramel and I took that shot, and they didn't call foul, I would have been fucking pissed about it. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. That's the way I look at it. Like like the Juju one, like you said, brought up Super Bowl. That one, like it wasn't that crazy. I don't think Juju would have complained or anything about it. We wouldn't have heard about it if they never called it. But that one, if I was Tramel, I would have been pissed they didn't call it. I think. The best team in this region won, though. Like, all tournament. I don't th- Like, the team that performed all tournament. Like, there was no game where they should have lost, I don't think. No, they were never, like, just like, well, I guess they were down against Bama, but they were never, like, they down big. Or like, they got up big against Bama. It was just how basketball was going. And, like, say, Creighton, yeah. too. You can say, like, Creighton could have, but I don't think Creighton should have won. They scored 56 points, and they don't score 56 points. San Diego yeah. State played their game and beat them at, like, their own game, so. I think Defense beats offense too when you play. I think they, they played it. Bayern and held them to fucking under sixty-five. Yeah, they deserve they deserve any every right to be here. Like, look at their, they've given up 57, 52, 64, and fifty-six. Defense is better than offense, unless you can't score like one of the teams we'll talk about. 
Like I said, they got time. They yeah. get timely <laughs> stops, and they scored when they needed to. That's just it was. It's they're playing like good, perfect basketball. Like get stops when you need to, and score when you need to. You don't have to do that. Is a recipe for success. You don't Luke. have to be flashy. Like you don't have to be like putting up a hundred, and like not getting stop. Well, they're just doing everything you need to to win the game. They actually have no flash yeah, whatsoever. Win. No matter how they win, they win. They win. No, Bradley. Bradley's supposed to be like a yeah, mid range guy. And- I mean, shoots a mid range right now. It's just brick. It's just a fucking brick. Yeah, it's not even close. Okay, let's move to the east side of the bracket. FAU. That slipper still fits. They for Sweet Sixteen. They had Tennessee, and of course, the Tennessee uh, scoring bug catch up caught up to them. They only scored fifty five, and FAU took care of them. Even though Tennessee was still throwing fucking body checks left and right like a hockey team on them, but FAU didn't uh, cower away like fucking Duke did. And they beat them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as Tennessee, like, they played Duke, a team couldn't really score all year, took care of them, and then Louisiana's Louisiana. But, I mean, FAU, they just way more talented offense team. And, um, like, Tennessee, they were going to have – they I guess they've had these games all tournament where they still couldn't score. Their defense prevailed, but it just couldn't get to FAU. Yeah, I, like FAU is just they're similar like Miami where they like they don't score as much as Miami, but they just don't give a shit like com- like who they play. They're gonna come out and just play with confidence that they can beat anyone. Probably very underseeded. Like nine is crazy now. That you look yeah. back now. That you look back on it. What was their record? They had a really. They good only record. had three losses. They lost to uh, UAB, Middle Tennessee, and like Ole Miss or something like that way early. But they they should have lost every team in the final four except for UConn had a game in the first round where they should have lost like or easily could have lost it but that's just how it works like that's how basketball works ball doesn't bounce away sometimes it bounces towards some teams but FU's a really good team they have been all year if anything they're underseeded but I mean I'm not even surprised they're here when you actually break it down and watch them and see it like they're super old too every single team in the final four I was gonna say this later has tons of experience like no Freshman on the team like that actually plays a lot. FAU's returning their guys next year though. Yeah, mo- if they come back, if they don't yeah. transfer and shit, obviously yeah. they could. But they'll come back if they have a run like this, and their coach comes back. Their coach will come. They're back supposed to be like all the good jobs. They're supposed to be top four seed next yeah. year. Yeah, it's projected. Yeah, it's every, if everything co- goes does plan, but yeah, I, there's they're just a good basketball team. Like, I don't think there's anything else you can say about them. Like this isn't really necessarily a typical Cinderella run at all. No, not when you're three losses. You get a nine as a mid major, and you like they would have been if they would have lost to UAB in the championship. They would have been like uh, probably maybe a ten, maybe eleven, but they got a nine. That's weird. I mean, I don't like. I haven't really watched like Luke. You probably know more about them fucking we do because they're mid major, but and like there's like nobody realizes like uh, yeah that whole I told you guys that that whole Ken Palm thing where you got to be top whatever. They're 24 and 29. They're 24 in offense, and they're 29 in defense. So they're a little bit outside of it because you got to be top 20 in defense. But mm-hmm. they're, like, right on the edge. And you can still – if they their defense keeps getting better, they can drop into that. And then they're literally the Ken Palm eligible teams. And there's only supposed to be, like, six of them. And nobody even knew that FAU was right on the outside of that, like, barely outside of it. Yeah, because they just don't play competition. But what really, like – I bet on them against Tennessee and K-State, both as dogs, because I saw them against FDU. When you're playing, like, a team in the second round, like FDU, they have so much momentum in the tournament. You know, they beat Purdue. They they were winning against FAU late in the game, and FAU just did not care. They just hit 
shot after shot when they needed it. Like, FD, uh, Philly Dickinson was running this press, and it was just three passes, wide-open guy for three, and FAU, that's playing right into their style. And, like, the the nerves you probably have shooting shots like that when you're losing to a 16 seed, and they just kept hitting the shots they needed to, and John L. Davis just kept driving to the basket and getting buckets, was really, like, what sold me on this team. Like, these guys are actually really good. Like, nothing scares, them. Nothing scares them at all. And I... I can't wait for the San Diego State game, but I think I could go either way. I want both teams to win, which kind of sucks. I wish they were on opposite sides, and this that would have been the championship because I think both like, teams yeah, deserve it so much. They have everybody against them because I feel like everybody took Memphis. Like everybody thought Memphis was going to win that. And then F like FDU, everybody's probably trying to root for the sixteen to make it again. And then if Duke if Duke would have won, it would have been even funnier because then everybody would have won. No, everybody would want them to win. Then no, yeah, I feel like Kansas like, State was a team. Kansas State, too. Like, everybody's on Kansas State's, like, dick right now. Fucking because how they're good they're playing and how fun they are to watch, how many points they score. Marquise Noel. And they come out and beat them. Like, they've beaten teams that nobody wanted them to beat, especially with a 16 and, like, a Kansas State, how, like, fun they were to watch for a little bit. Yeah, they, they just, like – it's just like San Diego State. Like, they have all that veteran, like, experience. They're like, we don't really give a shit who we play, what the situation is. We're to trust what we do and – Score when we I think you know, they're not crazy old. Like they start like three or four sophomores. Right. Yeah, but they like still got experience more than like these freshmen. And they yeah, I don't know who was hitting these shots, but it was just like they that FDU game, they just did not care and they just made shots. Oh, it was John Davis and Elijah Martin, the literally two sophomores. So yeah, they're not even that old. Elijah Martin's the best player. Those were the two that just knocked down everything. John L. Davis is best in this tournament so far, but yeah. Yeah. But like Elijah Martin, I think's like like, throughout the year, he was, like, their best player. But, like, Luke, their most frequent lineup is junior, and then it's freshman, sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. Yeah, they just play so experienced. No, they're, like, top, like, three lineups are all – they're all – just there's only one junior that – they only have – they're, like, fourth most common lineup is two juniors. Other than that, it's always yeah. – there's only one junior on the floor. They got a seven-footer in down low. Of that, I mean, mm-hmm. that's his name, right? Dolston. Yeah. I don't know his first name. But their oldest player, Luke, is their point guard. It's Vladislav Golston. Vladislav, yeah. Um, Kansas State. So, I mean, Marquise Noel, before they ran into FAU, was the story of this fucking tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. him coming into Madison Square Garden, taking care of Kentucky, uh, hitting the biggest shots ever, breaking the uh, uh, tournament assist record. Um, I've never seen a team get out-rebounded that bad and still lose. But, yeah, I mean, they just hit their fucking shots. And um, then going forward to FAU, FAU, their whole scheme was, like, let's uh, let's let Marquise Noel take his threes, whatever, but, like, let's just not let him get everybody else involved. He still had 12 assists, though. Right, but, like, um, like, Mark Titus was talking about it. He's, like, when you allow him to get everybody just fucking, like, going the way he did in, Kentucky, in that Kentucky game, it's just impossible to beat um, Kansas State. And, yeah, it was still a really good game, but FEU throwing up 80, it's big time. Yeah, I've, like, going back to FEU, they can play, like, any style. It feels like whatever you throw at them, they can, they're willing to do they it. Just um, but K-State, first of all, the Michigan State-K-State game was, like, the best game of the tournament so far. It was mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And Marky Sowell, I don't – I mean, I don't really know necessarily in the FAU game. I wasn't, I didn't, I couldn't get a chance to watch it in person, like, or live. But I don't know how he did, but he almost buried him against Michigan State. I 
Or was that the game you got the assist record? Yeah, yeah that was the game he got the assist yeah, record. Yeah, but he damn near buried him. He hit, took a terrible shot, like a minute or two minutes left, a three, and he missed it when they were up like one. And then he came down. Luckily, it got tipped, but he shot another bomb with when they're up down or up two or one or something. It's like terrible shots. And then there's one time there was a guy I can't remember who had the ball, kind of on the elbow. Tyson Walker, he's guarding in the corner. Marcus Noel just left him to try to go get a steal out of a guy that was just, like, posting up on the – and he just turned around and threw it to Tyson Walker for a three. Like, Noel was just trying to – too many times I felt like in that Michigan State game he was trying to be the hero, and it yeah, almost sure. it that's almost, almost blew the game yeah. for him. He's hero ball. Like, that's, that's the definition yeah. of him. <laughs> yeah, and, like, it damn near lost in that game. Obviously, without his 20 and 19 in that game – they're not in that situation, but it doesn't matter. Like, you still got to give your – like, don't ruin ruin that, like, by a loss. Like, he had 2019, but he almost blew that by losing, and no one really would have cared. He gets a lot of steals, though, but, like – Yeah, he led the – that he set a record for steals in a season or something like that. I think he's, like, yeah, all-time he, NCAA. I think yeah, – Second, maybe. Yeah. Even though they lost and they're not in the Final Four, I think he was the best player in his tournament. I – yeah, but I mean, matter, dude, look at his numbers. Yeah, it he, doesn't matter though because he only got to the elite eight. So yeah, I know. Which I know. It's, that's what I'm saying. Like he won't because he like Hawkins is obviously. Uh, we'll get to that, but like he's so got he's dropped thirty and 12, 20 and nineteen, twenty seven and nine, seventeen and fourteen. Yeah, I know people people will remember it, but they won't care about his like they remember who he is, but they don't care about his stats because they didn't even get to the final four. Yeah, but, like, people are going to look back and be like, it was like a, okay, it's not a Carson Edwards run where he was averaging 40, so but, like, maybe, like, people that. still talk about Carson Edwards run. And Carson Edwards got screwed in their game they lost. They should have made the Final Four. Yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, people are going to look back. Like, next year, they'll be like, a year ago is when fucking Noel did this against Michigan State. Like, no one's going to forget what he did. No, but, yeah, because, I mean, he obviously set a record. Yeah, well, yeah, because he set a record. Many but. times. And the FAU K-State game, once again, K-State's that team where they can just – you feel like you're never da- out of it just because they just hit a couple big shots. But Kante Johnson fouled out, and everyone's bitching, like, this is why they need f- six fouls. It's like, don't foul then. <laughs> Simple. Five fouls is fucking enough. Like, I, I know, six I, is- I think – I I don't really know where to stand on that because I think five is fine. See what overtime fine, lead could, does now with their rule? So if you get five, you can keep your player in. But um, on inbounds play, like it, let's say there's a made basket and you're on defense, you have to have a guy start out of bounds, and then the the guy who brings the ball up the court gets a ball like almost like halfway the half court. So they get a pretty much a four man Brit or a five on four man. It's it's the same as the drill where you roll the ball and you say someone's name that we used to do. That, it's that. That's weird. Um, yeah, so like, but like when you watch it though, the amount of open threes, like the guy will just bring it right up the yeah, court and just shoot a three. Yeah, three every probably time. doesn't probably doesn't work too well against te- like college teams. It, just destroy that. Works in high school, but yeah. But anyway, like yeah, bitch. So, so you want about fouls? I, I maybe you should go to six. Maybe you shouldn't. I don't think the game's long enough necessarily to go to six. Like no one would ever get in foul trouble. Yeah. Um, but it's like, don't foul. Like this is the only yeah. per- no one's saying it about Drew Timmy. They're only saying it about Keontae Johnson, probably because it's K State. That's why they're saying it. And it was a close game, but he he fouled. Like it's what do you want to do? Like you can't be like this is why they should be six. Like don't be an idiot. Don't foul five times. Like it's pretty simple. 
Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, and you got to keep going. Um, I was going to say, what was the guy, the senior? Forrest? Yeah. I think, yeah, for FAU, do you hear that story? He hit the last four free throws. He was the first player that this that um, their coach recruited. Like gave a, Dusty May gave a scholarship to, and he comes off the bench. He's a senior, and he hit the four biggest free th- went four for four in the last two possessions of the game at the free throw line. Pretty sick. Joey's been it's pretty sick. I love no, him. I was gonna say senior on the team that plays. Yeah, that is cool. First you know? scholarship that he ever gave out. Yeah, yeah, I think he's is the only senior that plays. He is. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I was gonna say like obviously I don't have any college basketball experience playing, but like AAU was 20 minutes stop clock on every like possession and five fouls was like, and they they probably call more. You can touch them more in this and you could be put in AAU. So it's like it's yeah. fives or not. Yeah, I think it's fine. The game like NBA is six because the game's longer. The game's longer. Yeah, like six makes sense. NBA it's tw- it's 24 minutes stopping, so it's like extra four minutes. Like each half, I guess, but I've I've played in like the same length of a game as a college game, and it's yeah. And the not ball, saying I got any college experience, but the balls on uh, FAU. I don't know if it was like playing. They threw that ball to uh, I forget who. Um, Noel did at the end, and the guy who was guarding Noel went to double him and got the steal. Like just leave Marquise Noel or not leave him. I think a guy came up rotated, but to just go double right off that pass and kind of leave your team for a scramble was pretty ballsy, but I don't think that it was like awesome play. Cause there wasn't been enough time to swing it around and get an open shot anyways. But yeah, he went doubled them, stole the ball when he turned and that was game. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about the Miami hurricanes. The U, it's all about the U. It's all about the U. Let's talk about first Houston game. Obviously, uh, Nigel pack seven for 10 from three, just, fucking lit it up um then you have like omir doing his thing 13 boards everybody else getting theirs isaiah wong with 20 jordan miller with 13 and then you skip to the texas game jordan miller and poplar that's how you say his fucking name yeah we'll go poplar yeah those those two just fucking feasted i i'll talk about the Texas game just because it's fresh in my mind um jim calhoun they need to do what they do and like not Jim Calhoun, Jesus, Jim Larnaga. They need to do what they do like in NASCAR. They like keep track of their uh heart rate and like talk about how calm they are, like under pressure and shit. And Jim Larnaga, I don't think he he like doesn't get fucking worked up about anything for him to go into his huddle while they're down 10 and just be like where else would you rather be? So you guys having fun yet? Yeah, exactly. And then I imagine just everybody on Miami's like, yeah, we're let's go win this fucking Calm game. Down, and yeah. yeah, yeah, come back and win. Um, I mean, it fucking sucks because obviously been a Texas fan all year, but this Miami team is just so much fun. I mean, Jordan Miller literally going perfect from the field, and just like everything about this team, just so fun to watch. Um, more guards than Shawshank. I hope Miami wins the title, but yeah, uh, don't pick us. Yeah, the I'll talk about Houston game first. It was pretty much over from the jump. It felt like because, like I told Logan, I was like, Miami, if they start hitting their shots early, it's it's over. Yeah, it I was mean, close. You've always, you've always said you'll know, you'll know right away, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. I mean, they jumped out on Texas nine zero start the game. Yeah, and it's just like they, 
it's hard to just slow these guys down when they're in rhythm. Like, it's almost impossible. And because they got five, got four guys on the floor, like I've been saying, that can all go off in a night. So how do you pick and choose who to guard, who not to guard? It's so hard to do. And I, Houston just... They just couldn't keep up with them pretty much. They scored what it came down 90 to. on the best defensive team in the country. It's insane. Yeah, they just couldn't keep up with them. It's like they just don't give a shit who they play. And, like, Texas, too, like, going back to the Texas game a little bit, I mean, been saying it all year, Texas just goes on these spurts where they don't play defense, and at the end of the game, it ended up killing them. But I'm not, not sure any defense could have stopped these guys. But their defense is better than, like, Miami's. Right, yeah. It... <sighs> It sucks because Houston is known for like no one can no one usually scores on Houston. No one out rebounds Houston. Like it just it's something you just gotta live with when you play Houston. You know, you just grind it out, get to the end. It's like how you beat Houston. You just kind of stay stay in, like because Houston won't score that much. But we actually somehow scored this game because all we did was shoot threes the first half and we actually made them. That's why we were in it. But the rebounding was what was pissing me off the whole time because every time I've ever watched Houston this year which is a lot of games. Houston, obviously we're not playing great teams, but he, rebounding's not just something like good teams are, that's usually scoring and stuff. But Miami just absolutely dominated us on the boards. Like, complete, like I don't even know what the numbers are here, but wow. it's not crazy different. We had more offense to rebounds, but it felt like like we had more rebounds, but it felt like fucking Miami was rebounding like us. Like, what's the big guy? I think it was... Norchad? Yeah, it was him. He fucking destroyed us. He destroyed us. It was every... Well, Every rebound, it was just going his way. We couldn't do shit, and we have the one the most athletic people down there with Walker, Roberts. You have fucking Tremont, Mark jumping and flying around getting boards, and it was one versus like four, and he was getting rebounds on us. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? He's only six. Um, did you see what Larry Nagy said about that before this game? Yeah, he got they got stuck in the elevator. Yeah, he got he goes like you guys they got stuck in the elevator with like 13 guys in the elevator players, and he told them when they walked out, he goes, "You guys are gonna need." You guys are gonna need to be have this many guys in the paint tomorrow. As, <laughs> you, you guys need as many guys you had in the elevator as you in the paint tomorrow for tomorrow's game. You did on purpose. I, and then I, no, but <laughs> dude, I don't know. And then, but like rebounding, similar defense. Like it's just effort. It's all. It's just effort. So like if you can put yeah, effort that's why I said like the mid. Yeah, it's just but fucking. And then the Texas game. I go and watch Texas game. The first like probably thirty five minutes of that game until Miami went on that run. It was. Literally, Texas was out rebounding the shit out. I'm like, Miami just did that for one game, and of course it was against us because obviously you scout. That's what you got to stop. And like Isaiah Wong is the most ballsy, fucking weird, fucking just. I'm gonna score the ball. He's out there for one reason. It's I'm gonna score. Yeah, I'm there to shoot. Three of them guys. They, that that's like Texas game. He went on a fucking tear. Yeah, defense and everything. I mean, every shot he shot, you're like, that's going in because yeah. it was it was the fucking tough shots. A guy in his face fading away, like no balance. He lost the ball one time. It was like an am, or they call it charge or whatever. But he lost yeah, it with man. one, so he only shot it like one handed. Like obviously you shoot one handed, but he had no guide hand, and he's like he fucking made it like with the most contact you can ask for on a jump shot. Like what the fuck? Well, it's uh, I forget what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, uh, like it comes down. To, so obviously you need to get stops and all that, but you need to have like guys that could just make shots. Like whenever yeah. like shot making is huge in the tournament. Timely shot making too. But if you have four guys out there that you know you can go to and you know they can get a bucket, why you're like I understand why Larry Nega's so calm because he's got yeah. he's got so many guys. He's like I got so many guys. He's like you're never out of we, it. We're never out of it. We just got it. And holy cow, their defense at the end of the game was unbelievable. That that when they got when they came back, 
Texas could not get anything. Like, no open threes, no nothing. They could not get into the lane. It was like Marcus Carr taking fadeaways and shit. They they couldn't get into the lane. Like, it was end of the shot clock every time. Miami stepped up huge on defense. Like, actually dominated them. Like, in that last... Because I don't know what clicked. They're like, shit, we need to do something here and start getting stops. And it just clicked. They're like, we are athletes, like, super athletic guys. Why don't we just go all out in this last... Ten, like eight minutes of the game and win this game on defensive end too. Yeah, the other reason why Houston lost too is obviously Nigel Pack was seven for ten. But when you have when you're guarding a guy like Nigel Pack, he's not gonna like you'd rather have him go to the basket. I I think yeah absolutely. If I, don't let him shoot threes. We like I'm not like big on like you have to have the fucking form close out like Luke we were talking about it like you just gotta you know just be out there like no but Nigel Pack we had shed guarding him the first half and. Shed was like not even closing out. No, Sasser was on him. Sasser was on him. And Sasser wasn't even closing out. He wasn't even there. Like he was slowly walking up to him. So Pack had like three or four threes in a row where we had nobody out there. And then we put Shed on him and Shed actually like closed out, made it harder. But then he started making fucking bombs from the logo. So it didn't matter. But I'm like, we were like playing a team where don't let him shoot. Like don't let Wong and Pack shoot. And we were like, weren't even getting in their face at all on threes. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? Like get out there and get in front of them, get in their face. What really sucks if you're a Texas fan, sorry, Joey, is Miami went two of eight from three and they still put up 88. Yeah, it is unreal. They made two threes. I mean, it was Texas versus the refs, and uh, we didn't have to sue, so we probably should just give us our banner now, but no. it's whatever. Excuses that's, are like, oh, that's such a Texas thing to say. There's one bad call. Because you had that game from the jump, not from the jump, but you yeah, were winning that yeah, game. Yeah, don't, no excuses here, Joey. You were, you, you were literally, you literally led your game. To, you led you 64 to 51 like 12 minutes. minutes. You blew it. You were up, you were up 10 13 or 12. With 12 minutes left. Yeah, 13 with how much? And then you ended up left? losing by seven. That, so last, that last call was that call was bad because, like, obviously he was already boxing him out. It's like your team. Basically, basically what it tells you is if you're getting boxed out, just jump in the air, and you probably might undercut you. But that's one play. You guys are up 13. The, it was. It felt like more than thirteen. Like you oh, guys like dominated that, that game. Oh, at like, halftime, at halftime, I'm like, holy shit! Like we might was, win the fucking title. Yeah, and then this Miami team has no. They just don't care, like who they play, what the scores is like. And Larenega, it helps when your coach is over there. He, if you like, as a player, you look at your coach and he's not panicking, and you're like, okay, I guess we're. Why should we panic? Right? Like it's actually like. Psych- psychology something mm-hmm. like you see your coach like that's say it goes with like a leader too it's like if they're not panicking why the hell should we be like i guess we're fine <laughs> like yeah, i don't know you players start to think yeah that. and it's gonna be super interesting to see laranaga against his exact opposite of a head coach uh dan hurley go against each other in this final mm-hmm. four and if any team like uconn's rolling but if any team beat him it's miami just because they can shoot out of anything and like there's they're good basketball team. Logan's out. We'll be right back. Okay, so let's move into UConn. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, I mean they're just rolling fucking everybody. I mean I think that would be the only thing that would worry you about them playing Miami is that they just haven't had a close game. Beat they beat Gonzaga by nearly thirty, um, Arkansas by twenty three. St. Mary's by 15 and Iona by 14. Like, this is just utter domination. I mean, they've just been skipping through this fucking bracket. Iona was 24. Wait, 
they smoked. Yeah, yeah. They haven't. They haven't. Every game is in fifteen plus. Yeah, my bad. But, um, yeah. I mean, they're rolling. And I will say one thing about it though. Um, Iona, good. Yeah, obviously they're pretty good, but I, just because they have a Tino, I think people think they're really good. St. Mary's is probably the worst five seat. Like they're just not built for the tournament. Arkansas is the best eight probably. So that's a pretty good win to beat them by a million. I think Gonzaga is a really good win. So, and but what worries me with UConn is they haven't even had us like a sweat of a game at that's all. That's what I'm saying. Like, so like, obviously you can look at it two ways. You'd be like, well, obviously that's good because they're just dominating. But also it's like when it comes down to crunch time, especially against a team like Miami who has had. Relatively, every game's been close. The score might not show it, but it's been close at times in the game, and they just overcome it every time. But, um, yeah, I mean, credit where credit, they just dominate. Like, everyone can score on this team. They can shoot. They can. They got bigs. They have everything you need in a basketball team. UConn does, and they're playing really well. And something about tournament, they're built for tournaments because they dominated early in the year in a tournament. They're dominating now in this tournament, so they're just built for a tournament setting i guess this team is yeah um obviously i right when they beat right when houston lost i was like uconn's winning it all and it's obviously luke said earlier he's like yeah you picked the fucking favorite about time they were the favorite first of all but well you picked I think the team that won all, two I mean, games by 30 what you said you picked the team that won like two three games prior by like 30 sorry um but shout out jordan hawkins for having the smoothest most buttery jump shot oh, yeah. i've ever seen I mean, just throw, like, oh. If you don't like Jordan Hawkins, you don't like basketball. That, like, that, that shot that, is just beautiful. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, wait. Yeah, see, that's that's a weird take there, but. But, no, this man, I swear, it's like step backs, just, oh, fuck. Second half, Jordan Hawkins. Oh, second. No, because they'll be close games, like, halftime, all the time. They're close games every time they've played so far. And then all of a sudden, there's a run where Jordan Hawkins makes, like, three threes in yeah. a row, three straight possessions, and then the game's over. Yeah, he's pretty fucking good. Uh, yeah, obviously he's pretty really good, good but Sonogo is the best player in this team in this tournament. Yeah, it's just Jordan Hawkins. Just Sonogo like, is absolutely making everyone the little his little bitch. Uh, he only had ten against Gonzaga and like eighteen against Arkansas. He does not play many minutes though. I don't know if you guys look at his minutes in this tournament. He's played twenty five, twenty seven, twenty four, and twenty six. So he, yeah, he's not playing minutes. Well, Klingon's at all. fucking huge off the bench. Yeah, so like. But efficiency wise, Sonogo only playing like this amount of minutes and just dominating is pretty impressive. Yeah, and if you're just fucking rolling teams, you might as well. Yeah, he also knows how to. You know, he can shoot this tournament too. Remember? <laughs> yeah, one, yeah, that one three. Yeah, how was that butt bong? He's made seventeen threes this year. But yeah, for all the fans out there, Adam Sonogo made me butt chug. <laughs> um, the, the Gonzaga game. If you, it was that was horrendous. Drew Timmy got his fourth foul with, like, 14 minutes left, and they were down decent. It was, like, 10-15, and it's like, this is over. There's too much time left for him to have his fourth foul, and this is the only source well, of offense. Coming off a game, too, where Timmy's just fucking Superman against UCLA. Oh, he, he was unguardable. Came all the way back, take the dumbest shot, or what looked like one of the dumbest shots of all time. They fucking make it, take care of UCLA, and then... Here's they a, just run in the UConn and just get steamrolled. Here's I don't think that is a dumb shot at all, and I'll tell you why. Obviously, I'm big on like attack the basket, but the like if you really think about it, why attack the basket? Put it in the refs' hands 
or potentially, yeah, like literally put in the ref's hands, or we can get a wide open three with our best three-point shooter who's hit big shot after big shot after big shot all year. BYU came down. I remember that one, Logan. We had hazards. He hit a big shot. Um, What was the other game? I'm trying. It was early in the year. He had like a game. Like he's hit like three or four game winning or game tying threes this year. So it's like, why not get a wide open shot from our from probably our most clutches and best three point shooter? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I at first I'm like, wow, what are you doing? Why wouldn't you? But it's like you really really look at it. You're like, are we gonna we can take attack the basket? Maybe not even get to the basket. You know, like good defense. You don't even get there. You scramble. You throw up a bad shot at the end of a shot clock, or we can just take a wide open shot when we have it. I mean, yeah, put your foot, like, he... You know what I mean? Like... Put your trust in your player. I mean, he's a good shooter. Yeah, and he's been clutch I just feel like if he did miss it, though, oh, my God. But he God. didn't. I know. But, yeah, that's the thing, it's like, like... It's like I still going for two. I wouldn't call it a bad shot at all. Like, even when you're coming like forward... Like that, shot. If you're coming forward and you're getting that pass, like, that all momentum coming forward, you're, like, that's the top of the key, too. It's like... Yeah, it's not very wide deep. Wide open. No, he was, that was from the parking lot. It wasn't that deep. I swear it was at least I know I know the, the logo is long, long, but still, like that's a fucking deep three. No deep. But like when them. you have all that, like that's like one of the momentum. easy shots. Yeah, that's like a very forward. easy shot because you have all momentum, like Logan said. It's like you're coming forward, it's all in one, like you're getting that pass, and you're like, you, fuck it. Cause it's one of them shots where it's like it's the end of the game, like you don't really care. You're just like uh-huh. it's like you're out playing here, like the fucking wreck. Here's another thing with it. The fucking twenty, and you need to make a three or like, something. You have the momentum, but you know for a fact you're getting the ball. You know for a fact where you're getting the ball. You know the play is for you to shoot it from there. So you're not like, surprised. You decide, be like, I'm. You're you're not like surprised. Like, oh, it's really deep. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. You know it's your shot. Like. Yeah, shoot. and if if you knew before, if he knew before, he's like, if I catch this, I'm shooting it. Like, who gives a fire? I'm that was the play, like, so he no. did. Yeah, if like if he's like right before it even happened, he goes, no matter what, I'm catching this and I'm shooting it. Yeah. Then you have no like hesitation at all. So you're already catching it, coming forward, everything, game on the line. Like you're like, fuck it, if it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. Like you put that shot up, it's fucking, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot better than if you just took like a fucking step back. Yeah, like that. That's the thing. Like you can try to attack the glass, like in that situation, or try to run something, but. What are the there's ch- there's a high chance that you can't even get to the rim and you have to throw up a contested layup or a contested like mid range floater or something, and you're scrambling with like eight seconds left in the shot clock and you're scrambling to find something and you have to throw something up, take an open shot when you have it, you shoot it that early, you still have a chance to foul and get it back again like another possession, so it's kind of like similar like a two for one situation. You're like we're gonna get an open shot, and see what happens, you know. But UCLA going on like a ten minute. Drought without scoring is crazy. It's fucking like, no funny. one's talking about. And like, how do you not score for ten minutes when you have Hami Hakez against fucking Gonzaga? Yeah, like, put, give the ball to your big and let him go to work. He's gonna get fouled or something eventually, right? Crazy, but yeah, Gonzaga deserved to win that game, and then the next game was just horrendous. All right, predictions. Um, I'm gonna take the U versus San Diego State in the championship, and I'm gonna take the U. I mean, it's always been about them. Uh, I love everything about this team. Um, I know it's hot take going up against UConn. I just, I, I think one through four, Miami, you could make an argument's better than them. And then, um, with Sinogo. Good thing there's five players on the floor. But Sinogo, you have the toughest guy in the fucking tournament, guarding him, maybe boxing him out, throwing him around a little bit. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take Snogo's the U. Sinogo's a, a big boy, too. And, uh, then I'm going to take San Diego State. Here's why. Um. 
FAU, they played two great defensive teams so far in this tournament, Tennessee and uh, FAU. But in both games, they haven't scored over Memphis. 65. That's what I meant. My bad. But, uh, yeah, they haven't scored over 65 in both games. I think San Diego State will be able to put that same pressure on them but be able to score. And, uh, yeah, I'll take San Diego State. Counter. They also only gave up 55 and 65. But outside of – outside of um, That's good. Defense. Tennessee's <laughs> fucking dog shit on offense. And then San Diego State's outside not really of, good on offense. They're way better than Tennessee. They have to be. Okay. And then um, Memphis, outside of Kendrick Davis. Uh, I I just offered a counter. Yeah. They also get, they also locked up. Um. I'm gonna go FAU because why not? Um, it's your wedding. I don't Ooh. see why Ooh. not. Ooh. I. I I want San Diego State, like that'd be sick, but like I want both these teams to be in the championship. I wish this was the championship. But I'm gonna go FAU <laughs> because I'm just gonna keep riding the nine seed, why not? Um okay. and I wanna take Miami. I'm probably gonna be rooting for Miami, but I don't see a world where UConn doesn't beat them. Yeah, it is pretty hard. Um, considering Miami has been getting down a few like close to being down. I don't know. I just think uh size and everything. And then FAU's winning it all. I come on, give it to me. What a take! It's not a bad take. But yeah, it is. I don't really give a shit anymore. Like, <laughs> give, give me what I want, and I want FAU to win it all. I going. I'm not. I don't want to pick the FAU San Jose game. I just think UConn's going to win it all. So I want to enjoy that game. Well, you have to. So. He picks UConn to beat the winner of San Diego State FAU. That's yes. bullshit. That's his prediction. That's my so prediction. So like we're actually gutless. You want me to get the coin out? Prediction. Why does it matter? It's gutless. Where's my pick? The winner. Wait, hang on. I got quarter. I got quarter. All right. Lo, lo, what, Logan did, what Logan did was put a future on UConn. Who cares if they play? It doesn't matter. I'm... Exactly. That's what he just. I got a quarter. FAU San Diego State heads is FAU. Okay, let me get a better one. All right, FAU's winning. All right. I just, I want, I can't wait. I just, I love this FAU squad. Oh, uh, what was I going to say, though? Oh, yeah, the experience, like, San Diego State, millions, juniors and seniors, Miami, juniors and seniors, UConn, majority, some sophomores in there, a lot of juniors, a lot of seniors, or juniors at least, and FAU, probably youngest team out of them, but they're still not, like, freshmen, so... What wins in tournaments? Oh, and let's look like you need experience and good coaching. Every team, all these teams have good coaching and experience. Yep. Pretty good guard play all around, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that wins you. Like, San Diego State, though, it's so funny because whenever they need a bucket against Creighton, is get to the lane and dump a little three foot pass, bounce pass to your big oh guy, God. and get a hook shot. That was their whole entire the offense. I've ever seen. Like they ran an out of bounds play and they threw it to him. And the play was literally the guy drives from like the short corner to the middle of the lane while a guy's posted up, just so he can catch it from two feet away and just do a hook shot. Like, like that was the play. That, that ain't gonna work against Golston. Yeah. See, I was gonna put a future on UConn, but now that it's the Final Four, they're minus one forty. Yeah, and um, almost this, got at plus six hundred. Season's I, been crazy. This mat, this March has been crazy. So why not FAU win it all? Why not a nine seed? It would just fit. Plus five fifty, Luke. Yeah, I'm. Mm. 
Put your money where your mouth is. No, there'll be dogs in both games. Bet make your money that way. I think you'll make more, though, if you just bet the future. Yeah, you would. But if they play UConn, let's say, that they're going to be eight-point dogs. Miami's like five right now. Not to make the championship, though, if Luke. Miami's five in the final four. Well, that's fair. So It might be fucking ten. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because right now, yeah, they're plus 111 against San Diego State. Well, I might just put a future on them. All right, we ready for some portal <laughs> combat? No. Uh, it's too bad. Uh, Khalil Ware, former five-star, top ten recruit from Oregon. He's deciding to leave. Can't really blame him. Oregon was a huge disappointment this year, back-to-back years, awesome. being disappointments. Uh, any Anything on Khalil Ware? He was not good. Was it? Really? The whole team sword. sucked. Yeah, I don't I'll know at... what the fuck. It's probably because their court's the ugliest fucking thing I've ever laid eyes on. But, That's um, why you didn't watch him. Next, we have Caleb Love from UNC. Um, had a little drama earlier this year, maybe, allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. RJ, him and R.J. Davis had a little love triangle going That's on. It, but... They literally both came out and said that it was bullshit. Well, I'd so say I'm, too. I'm gonna... They both said yeah, it. Caleb Ware sucks, by the way. Like, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, they, like, put, they took a picture at practice together, and they're, like, best friends or something like that. Bros before hoes. Yeah. And, yeah, look, what are you looking at his stats right now? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't scored more than, like, 10 points, really. He averages 6.6. Wow. He played, yeah. he played 15 minutes a game at Oregon. Yeah, that is fucking bad. Um, Just wrong system. Like, clearly, you need a fresh start. No, this is a system for athletic bigs. No. That's what they get. The, you can go all the way back to their Final Four days. Well, then they had, what's his name? Chris Boucher? Boucher? <laughs> okay. Um, exactly. Puff the Magic Johnson. He's also transferring. I mean, I'd imagine it's because he's not starting yet. So he'll probably go somewhere where he does. Yeah, he's just not very good, I don't think. Nope. Like, he had he had a good champion, like a solid championship game. He had like a couple threes, but. You thought he had a couple threes, couple hustle plays. He was hurt this year Sorry. for majority of the year, but still, he just didn't really like perform like people thought. And like that was like a big re- reason why people did like North Carolina. Be like they have their whole starting lineup back, and then you have Puff off the bench, who was solid, but I guess he just wasn't. He um, had like oh my bad. He just had like a one hustle play where he dove for the ball against Can or against Duke, and then everybody and yeah, he made like two shots, and everybody's like yeah. He's going to be a stud next year. Cam Look at his brother. Cam Johnson's brother, so it kind of like fact, that factored in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and his name's Puff. Like That's cool. Yeah, he played 16 minutes, hours, four game. Two, he saved the ball from going out of bounds. Three uh, Next, we have Joe Girard from Syracuse. He is transferring. Uh, I mean, obviously. Isn't he like on the fence? Tran- eat port- or portal he and kept NBA? his thing open. Wait, you say Joe yeah. Girard? Yeah, Joe Girard. No, he's going to the. You say yeah, he's going to the NBA. He's a, he, I, he was on twenty four seven. No, he's like transfer portal. He's like draft draft and keeping his eligibility. Yeah, that's my guy. That's what he's doing. I don't think Texas yesterday. He told me he's going to the Celtics. Well, you don't really have to what, be with your G League team. No, I told Luke he's going to score hundred points in the NBA. Joe Girard is Joe, Joe Girard is an awesome college basketball player. For Syracuse, what what do you mean, Joey? I don't think he's that good. All right, what? He averaged like 20 this year. 16. Yeah. 
That's pretty good for like, for Syracuse, who is terrible. He averaged 16. And he's a yeah, fucking exactly. He's a leading scorer. So have you for, seen any team him. play Syracuse? Syracuse is dog shit. So have you seen any team play Syracuse? They face guard Joe Gerard and like send like doubles at him. You can't tell street. me he's the okay. only player on their team. Okay, well, you, I guess Judah, no. Mintz, Judah Mintz is pretty good. Judah Mintz is pretty good. Like he's also very good. Um, Edwards is a good big. Um, this is like 12, 10, 14, 16, like in his four years at Syracuse. That's a pretty good number. Logan, no, I'm not saying he's like fucking bad, but he was. Logan's like, oh, he'll score 100 in a fucking NBA game someday. He's, me not, and Luke, he's not that good. Me and Luke were sitting in the kitchen he's, he's like an awesome four college, or five years ago. He's an awesome ago. college basketball player. Me and Luke were sitting in the kitchen like four or five years ago. I said, who are you going to take to score 100 points in the NBA game? And I said, Joe Gerard. <laughs> Remember that, Luke? Yeah. Yeah, I do. It was like four or five if, years ago. Yeah, no, if anything, Joey, um, the argument of, yeah, at Syracuse, that almost like helps a case for him being good is like if he's the only good player on Syracuse, is he not going to get he's so he's the only good player in Syracuse. He shot forty percent from the field and thirty eight from three, average yeah, sixteen a game. That's pretty damn good for being yeah, the best player. I understand on a bad team. I understand. I just I don't know. I just don't think he's that good. I test. Neither uh, is fucking Marcus watch Star. Syracuse, huh? You read any Marcus Carr sucks. I have a little bit, and they they're fucking terrible. Sixteen a game. Marcus Carr sucks. Sixteen a game. Tyrese <laughs> Hunter sucks dick. At on offense. Um. Jameson Battle from Rock Minnesota. Sucks. Uh, no, that's a fact. I don't think there's enough NIL money in the world for me to play in Minnesota. So good for Jameson Battle. Luke's preseason. Um, this is player of the this year. is another example of a bad team having a good player. They're not going to score as much. That's just how that's dude, you're going to get so much attention drawn to you. This is how it works. Uh, he's going to go somewhere, just like Marcus Carr went somewhere and turn into a, a stud. Same put that come from the same, same school too. Minnesota. Um, Jared Bynum, he is leaving Providence. I mean, Ed Cooley's gone, so makes makes a lot sense. Of sense. This is a guy. Talk about Collins not that good. He's a little overrated. Jared Bynum is. Yeah, I, I he had a good stretch I mean, last year, and now he's he had he had a game where he had like thirty. Yeah, last you'll year. get you'll get worked up about Bynum time to time. I'm like, all right. <laughs> There's yeah. times where yeah, he'll go for thirty, and it's like. But I will say this about him. Every time he shoots a three, I think it's going in. I've seen too many times of him just go on st- stretches where he just hits three or four in a row. So now every time I watch him, he shoots a three, and I'm get betting against him or something, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. How tall is he? Logan, do me a favor. Uh, yeah. Go look at Jameson Battle stats from this year. I want to compare him to Marcus Carr when he was at Minnesota. Jared Bynum. He is Never mind, this might be five ten. All right, um, Kirk Carissa, He is leaving Arizona, going to Xavier. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting, but he wouldn't have been around that long for Sean Miller. That was a long time ago. No, it? no, Sean Miller. Was you know, yeah, Jameson Battles stats. Yeah, this year he only was like eleven, wasn't it? Twelve point four. Yeah, so I was wrong. Thirty-seven percent from the field. Marcus Carr was 19 a game that year. Mm. But 38 from the field. What's his name? Garcia. I wonder if Garcia stayed. Did he enter transfer? Because he had a better year than fucking. I don't know. But uh, anyways, yeah, back 15. to uh, that one guy we were just talking about. What'd you say? Bynum? No, you were. You went to oh, another guy. Kirk Carissa? Yeah. Um, Z- Xavier is like an awesome spot for him, I think. Yeah. I mean, run on a high pace. It's like. 
they play similar to Arizona. very similar, yeah. yeah. And you don't, you're not running, you're, you you kind of run it through like guards more, so that's like a plus for him. You know, like you don't have to play through your bigs when you're a point guard and like kind of like score and shit. You can kind of play through your guards, which is like good for him. But was anybody else not fucking shocked when that when like he said he's leaving? Yeah, not really shocked. I mean, I was just because of the dick sucking he had for Steve Kerr and seemed like he's just this biggest diehard is... Arizona fan ever. Yeah, what what's the correlation? He's, Steve Kerr. He's, he's just a really big fan. Like he's like his yeah. family is just really big fan of Steve Kerr. And then yeah. like when he committed there, he asked him yeah. if he could wear his number and his name. Yeah, or that's whatever. right. Um, but I mean. It's just, like, he had two tough, like, seasons, I felt like, especially this year is just a tough season for him, personally, uh, and they lost the right time. away. Yeah. <laughs> just get out, you know, change, start new. Change of scenery. I, I wasn't really necessarily surprised by it, but it was kind of like, oh, weird. I think the biggest shock he's going to have moving to Xavier is the difference of what the chicks look like. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to suck for him. That's going to be night and day. You know, he looks like a 12-year-old kid doing fucking math homework in the fucking cafeteria. Yeah, well, uh, um, and the Big East is absolutely going to be loaded next year. Can't wait. Uh, Sky Clark from Illinois, he's going to Louisville. Um, out, I mean Louisville, they're getting good recruits. And yeah, they are. But Louisville's I, back, and that's my team next year. Book it. Louisville is losing some good players, though. No, but if it happens, then I look like a genius. Yeah, okay. um, they are lose. They they get him and Dior, but Dior hasn't Dior, played Dior. for a year. Dior, Dior. Um, dude, best backcourt in the country next year. Nope, easily. Nope. <laughs> no, Dior and Sky, they were they were teammates on what's it called, Luke? In AU or what? Try for greatness. Sky Clark played for them. Yeah, Sky Clark was their point guard. I didn't know that. I knew Dior did. I didn't know Sky Clark played for them. Um. Yeah. So they're my team next year. They lose. They lose and Haley Van Lith went back. They, Sup, they, they lose their best player and also what's his name is gone. Oh, I forget his name. He was a top one hundred recruit they got last year, but whatever. Peyton Siva? No. <laughs> Russ Smith? Uh no, I think he's still injured. Luke Hancock. Or no, not that wasn't him. No. Kamari Lands. That's who I saw. Jordan Nora. Jordan Nora. Kamari Lands. All right. Uh, Walter Clayton Jr. from Iona. Uh, he made the All-Joey team for the mid-majors. Um, he's fucking awesome. Can't wait to see where he goes. Uh, Rip Pino out the door. Can he just shoot free throws? He averages like 16 and something, but yeah, he shoots 95% from the free throw line. I hope he makes his free throws somewhere. Um. Yeah. I don't know where he'll go. I can't imagine anywhere like crazy. St. John's? Yeah, maybe like a St. John. Just follow Patino. Yeah. Average 16 a game. Um, keeping it moving. Oh, 16 a game at Iona. That's terrible. You're a baby. Oh, um, you were saying that about Reese Dixon Waters from USC. Uh, I only brought this guy up because when this guy was playing in the dirt tournament, I'm like, he must be swimming. This Dixon Waters. Dixon Waters. Wait, his last name's Dixon Waters? Yep. Uh, That's then funny. we have Eddie Dix. Lampkin landing in Georgetown. Um, Ed Cooley gets his first transfer. People think. Well, because someone said it on Twitter, and then he commented, he goes, what, like, haven't decided anything yet. I imagine. I saw his Twitter, so I don't know. Um, Caden Cedric's leaving Virginia. That kind of shocked the shit out of me. Cedric? Yeah. Um, I don't know what happened there, but, yeah, he's gone. 
Uh, probably. I just have no fuck. I don't. Jesus. The way I have they no lost. Here's a shocking one. And who the hell wants to play at Virginia if you're offense? <laughs> like, if you want to start scoring more? Um, Severe so Wheeler is leaving Kentucky, which I can't really blame yes. him because I would leave too. we have one of the greatest um, classes of all time coming in. I think we have the two, three, four, and nine, and then, like, another top 30 guy. Like, this fucking. Kentucky team's going to be and with awesome arguably one of the greatest point guards of the Sweet 16. I would also, also leave if I was Severe Wheeler. Yeah. Coming in. yeah, yeah. If I was Severe Wheeler, I'd get the hell out of there. Yep. He needs to like hit a treadmill or something, lose a little bit of weight. Well, it's like what yeah. what is he going to bring to that team next year? Absolutely nothing. Nah, nothing. Other than Passing? maybe help coaching the freshman guys. That's what Tyler, that's what Tyler Ulysses is. For. I wonder how much Jeremy Roach liked that this year. Well, hey. no, but like he didn't have guys taking his position. Yeah, he started. Yeah. He's gonna have guys come in that take his position. Yeah. Jeremy Roach was awesome. Like, he's a really good player, so he's gonna play. He's gonna play and help him out. Severe Wheeler is just gonna get benched. Yep. Um. Then Brandon Murray's leaving Georgetown. Uh, I kind of think and, I kind of think he'll stay though. Like, cause you know, guys will maybe. like test it out. But I think after he talks to Cooley, he'll be like, yeah, I should stay here. It's even bigger for them. They're losing, uh, what's his name's transferring to? Spears, Primo yep, Spears. Primo. Two best players. Nah, they'll be all right. Uh, Joseph Yesfu and Bobby Pettiford leaving Kansas. Um, I mean, I imagine it's because they know they're not going to really be able to play. DeWan will be back. Yeah, they're. I think yeah. Clements is leaving too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Because DeWan will be back and KJ will be back. Yep. For like Clemens wise, and then uh, Aaron Ulis, maybe Aaron Ulis, he's leaving the Hawks. I mean, that's fine. I think we could deal with that. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll find something. Like guys but... like. I got some guys, Joey. He yeah, knows. I I didn't like update hmm. it, but Taron Armstrong, number two right now, guys. Did you know that? Yeah, I just never fucking heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah. I talked about him last year. Last year? Yeah. That was a lot of years ago. Logan, Luke. did I not? Did you have no idea who I was or something? What? Didn't he play for like Akron or something? Cal Baptist. <laughs> yeah. I know who he's talking <laughs> about. Averages, averages, averages like 11, 6, and 6 this year. That's, That's efficient. I knew he's just an awesome point guard. And here's my Sky report on Taron Armstrong. He plays. Bet on one time and now you're He involved. plays. <laughs> listen. He plays like slow and like super patient. I'm telling you, watch his highlights and games that he plays in. Yeah, those highlights sound really he plays fun to watch. Slow really play, yeah, you don't like passing? <laughs> I love uh, passing. He's a big down. he's a big point guard. I don't know how big he is, but he's like big, kind of tall. Um JJ Starling, leaving out going to Syracuse. That's yeah, hell of a name. He's a beast. He's a top he's a was he a McDonald's All American? Maybe. Pretty fucking good. Um, that one guy, Jameer Nelson, averaged like twenty a game at Delaware. He's gonna be a he's gonna be one of those guys that come out of these mid majors and goes to a big program and just dominates. He's a good little shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't know who Dalton Kenched is. He's number five coming from Northern Colorado. If that logo is coming familiar <laughs> to me, I have no idea. All right. Um, Fardos is leaving Texas Tech. I thought he was such a bust. He was supposed to be like the number one like big man coming out of the. Uh, Portal last year, 
He averaged like 18 a game, and he was just terrible. Um, <laughs> Khalif Battle, I he was a monster at Temple. I don't know if you guys watch much Temple basketball, but he averaged like 18 I a game. Him beat, he I watched him beat Houston. Yeah. Says he's going to UCF, so staying in conference. Um, 100%. Kawasi Reeves is a decent. Graham Mike, that's the big one. Didn't play all year. Averaged like 18 a game for Wyoming last year. There you go. Two years ago. Where did he Last year. He's at Wyoming. He was hurt all oh, year. Oh, hurt, yeah. He's a monster. He, that's going to be a good get for someone. Um, I swear I had another one. This kid for Wolford looks like he's 12. He's entering the portal. For Wolford? What, Jackson? Jackson, Pro- yeah. He looks like he's 12. What's his last name? Jackson Pavletsky. That's good. Yeah, you can try to. He try looks to like he's 12 years old. Look at him. Yeah. Um, I think hey. that might be all of them. Elijah right. Fisher. I know that name. Elijah Fisher. Yeah, he was a he was really good in high school. Then, then uh, oh. ten this off. Let's talk about the two most electric humans on planet Earth. Uh, Kaylin Clark and um Haley Van Lith. Um, that. Hayden Lith is an electric. Oh my! She's no, she was like making. I I loved watching her play, not just because of her face. Yeah, she <laughs> she is good. I know she's really good. Yeah, I've I been guess, following her since high school. No, but um, I mean, like throughout this tournament, she just has that fucking dog in him in her. Uh, like she has so much she energy. She is very good. Throwing that I know girl's that. hand away. Then in the um, press conference, talking about like her self motivation and shit. I'm like, yeah, this chick's. Fucking nuts. Um, I'd marry her right now. Been calling these two Harina Williams. It's a funny name. But yeah, Kaylin Clark, 30 point triple double, 40 point triple double. Just keeps fucking doing it night in and night out. Um, this, it's just so much fun to watch. I mean, you'd think you'd never say that talking about women's basketball, but it, it's fucking true. It's unreal. She's the best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> hey, pound for pound, best basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Pound for pound. Yeah. I'd, I'd argue like. No, no. What she She's dominating her sport unlike any other basketball player I've ever seen in my entire life. Is that not fair? Michael Phelps. Her sport. Like, <laughs> I said, did I not say basketball after that? I don't know. I don't think so. I but did. then you said her sport. I said she's dominating her sport unlike I've ever seen any other basketball player. In high school life. count? Yeah. Rewind the tapes. That's exactly what I said. Um, You're in the numbers. She no women. No woman ever in the Mar- in women's March Madness had had a thirty point triple double. She got one in the Sweet Sixteen and then dropped forty <laughs> drop point triple tri- tri- like. <laughs> and when she plays, she takes things so like serious. Like she is like locked in. They, one of the assistant so coaches hard. had to like pull her off the court. She was on the bench. And she's like just screaming at uh, her team, yeah. and then like the coach had to come over, and pull her down. It's like Van, Lith, like her and Van Lith are apparently really good friends because they play like Team USA and shit like together. Yeah, um, and yeah, probably all the McDonald's All American like all those camps and stuff and games. But Van Lith was like talking when like three minutes left, down fifteen, and Caitlin Clark looked at her, pointed to score, which she's like, "Shut up, you're down 15. Yep, pretty funny. You know who was on that? It was a 3v3 team for the USA. You know what the girls had on that yeah, team? It was Paige Beckers. Paige Beckers, Haley Van Lith, and Keelan Clark. Yeah. Um, it's wild. 
how good that, like she she's so goddamn good it's unbelievable oh. uh, yeah south carolina just won today um by 11 i was actually really i want south carolina so we couldn't quit watching it but yeah. i want south carolina yeah, i'm down with that i don't i don't want to beat um maryland again and beat like well, ohio they did state by like 30 earlier we year. also beat them in the tournament yeah so last time we played them we beat them yep. um but it's like i don't want to beat maryland and then beat like lsu or Virginia Tech or Ohio State, that wouldn't be fun. I want to beat South Carolina, get them get get them out of there to be the best. You got to beat the best, and that's how it works. And I want South Carolina. <sighs> I was about to say something fucked up, but all right. Um, coin. Any last words, dude? I want to find the coin. That sucked though. Seeing Kaylin Clark just manhandle all over your girlfriend. I mean. I talked to her after it. She was pretty sad, but then she understood that. That's funny. That's what Whitey said. No, Whitey lies. Whitey lies. <laughs> okay, I just look, pulled up um, the t- class of 2020 girls' rankings that year. Caitlin Clark was fourth. That is criminal. <laughs> She's got um, a full bag of chips on her shoulder. Paige Beckers is one. That, yeah. And Angel Reese from she's at LSU now. Yeah, she is too. Cameron Brink is that the really tall girl from from Stanford? She was three, and then Cam Carr's four. So I mean, pretty good company there in top four. And then Van Lith was seven. Van Lith should have been one. She's the best. Looking, um, she got (laughs) Logan. I, I texted. I texted Logan. I was like. Sorry, Haley, but it just sucks because you have to go against Caitlin Clark, and you're clearly not better than her. Like, no one is. Yeah, and that was a hell of a run by our Cavender twins. Um, oh, hell they, of a run. They up, upset Indiana and um, what upset was it? Villanova. Beat Villanova in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's just hell of a run, girls. Um, please come back. Obviously, you don't need inside, to. Not inside information, but I watched the uh, – podcast they're on and what one doesn't play hannah doesn't play much. Hannah. she might leave transfer but Haley said that she wants trying to get her to stay yeah because like a lot of the like content is t- together mm-hmm. so she's trying to get her to stay but then what's hannah's like i really kind of she's like i do want to play basketball blah blah and i don't really play but it's like come on like you're making so much money like what's one more year sitting on the bench you know Maybe she can transfer to, like, FAU or something. Somewhere close. I don't know how close that is to Miami, either. but Florida Gulf Coast. <laughs> Tunk know. City with Hannah Cavender. All right. Um, <laughs> <Dunk City>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long ago? Like, 10, 12 years ago? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think I think we uh, did a pretty good job today. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, wait, one more thing. They put a graphic on the during the Iowa game. Yesterday, that was Joe Lenardi's way too early yeah. top four seeds for next year. Yeah, you, that's just pure passion for college basketball. I love it. How do you have – what's the point? No, I uh, there is none, but I love it. It's like he's he's probably – it's like getting towards the end of the season. He's running out of games to cover. And he's just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm How bored. the fuck do you spell Joe Lenardi? It's oh, not hard. I'm gonna Joe find- and then L- Darn it, B-A-R-I. Dude, like, who the hell is coming out with this? It's awesome. I love it. What? 
Did he come Joel out with the Marvel teams? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if someone edited it, but apparently it said, uh, first four out, Texas A&M. But I feel like someone edited that. And put Texas that A&M, I, Dexter Dennis is gone, and one more person's gone. I don't know. I Wade Taylor's back, I think. God damn it, I'm not going to be able to find it, but it was so funny. It was like, what should I search on Twitter for this? Joe Lenardi, way too early. It was so funny. I'm like, what, you guys really, oh, here it is. Here's this way too early next year. I'm screenshotting this and holding them, holding them to this. One seeds, UConn, Kansas, Arizona, Kentucky. I don't know who the hell Arizona's going to have, but. Two yeah, seeds. he did that before Chris. <laughs> Michigan State, Alabama. Gonzaga, Houston. Threes were USC. They do have the number one recruit, but maybe Boogie comes back. I don't know. Creighton, uh, Baylor, and Marquette. And then the fours were Duke. Creighton's returning everybody except for Shireman, right? If they all come back, yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, fours were Duke, FAU, Tennessee, and Michigan. But Michigan's every year. It's like, And then, yeah, it says first team out. First team out, Texas A&M. Maybe... Out of the four? Is that probably what it means? Yeah. It's it gotta has be, to. Yeah, it's got to yeah. be. Because why would he just randomly put that team in there? <laughs> like, just like randomly I, one team. I got a fucking, I'm all, I got a hunch here that Texas a going to be on the bubble. But I screenshot that, and I'm holding to it. So. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And as always, take her easy. Take it hard. Play is the alley. Ooh, I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Cause it's basketball. But Mr. Kirch's flow.